0: Hi! I'm Maria. I'm Shadio. And I'm Amber. We're from Jerusalem. We're the producers of the Women Behind the Wall podcast. This podcast features stories of how the political seeps into the private lives of people in Israel and Palestine, and how women experience the conflict. These narratives give you a glimpse into the lives of women with deep hopes and aspirations. Most of the women interviewed live in the West Bank. They're women behind the wall. We hope you stay a bit, listen to their stories, and hear the messages they hope you'll hear. Today on Women Behind the Wall, we hear from Vicky, an Armenian Christian Jerusalemite who lives near Bethlehem in the West Bank behind the wall. Vicky shares about her identity as an Armenian who was born and raised in the old city of Jerusalem and now lives across an Israeli checkpoint from her family home. She shares how her Armenian identity has given her a different life experience than her Palestinian friends and neighbors. My name is Vicky. I'm Armenian, and I live
1: in Bejala, which is like part of Bethlehem. A lot of people ask me, what do you feel, like a Palestinian-Armenian, or Armenian-Palestinian? It's an issue that uh, I think about it all the time. First of all, I only identify myself as Armenian. For an Armenian living in Palestine, it's a little bit hard for me to identify because we live in a very close uh, community. I grew up in the old city of Jerusalem, in the Armenian quarter. And I spent most of my life there. I grew in an Armenian uh, community. I went to an Armenian school. All my friends were Armenian. We are very attached to each other. We call it like the Armenian convent, where there are like houses. Like it's actually convent, but uh, a lot of families live, live there. And there's the Armenian school that I went to. I graduated from that school and there's the church and there's our clubs, but it's, it's not uh, an ordinary club. It's like the heart of the community is where you hang out all the time and like scouts
0: and all these activities. It's a very close community. According to the Armenian community here, there are approximately only 790 Armenians residing in the old city of Jerusalem who are part of an extremely close-knit ethnic group with a presence here that dates back to the fourth century. Armenians in Jerusalem live in the heart of the community's religious center, which revolves around the Armenian section of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. It is estimated that there are only 7,000 Armenians in Israel and Palestine. The community is unified by distinct cultural, religious, and linguistic characteristics. Vicky shares that despite growing up in Jerusalem, she did not feel part of the surrounding Palestinian community until she began studying in Bethlehem as an adult.
1: Uh, For the Armenians, we always uh, had like a neutral stand in this conflict until I moved to Bethlehem and Bejala. And then I started to see another side of uh, my bubble, let's say. And actually, even when I started also working in the school, in the Jerusalem school, Although I was working with Palestinians, I was not directly exposed to their culture because I only used to work there and go home and spend my time or my activity or my interest, or my hobbies back in my community. I was only living in Bejala but not interacting with anything. And then uh, when I quit school, I decided to go to Bethlehem University. Where uh, not only I wanted to uh, to like have a, a whole year of educational experience, I just wanted to be exposed to the, actually to the Palestinian community, although I had Palestinian friends, but like politically, uh, culturally, religiously, I was not involved. And then, like when I went to, to Bethlehem University, I was like very shocked uh, because this society, like I'd never thought about it before. And then when I went to class. I saw these uh, women coming from Ramallah, from Hebron, from Jerusalem, religious Muslims, uh, Christians, but most of my class was Muslims and they were taking this feminism class. And uh, I was like at awe and I was like so proud of them. And uh, I came from this uh, point that, oh, okay, uh, like I'm Armenian, my English is better. I came with this ego and then after a month like uh, i was like crushed i realized you know these girls are so much better than me i because i come from this privileged society and they come from this uh, uh, this environment and society and taking these classes uh, they took it on purpose just to go back and change their community and change uh, the way women see their their future and I was like very 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 proud of them and I made very good friends and uh, it changed a lot my perspective of how I see now Palestinian women the Armenian Christians in Jerusalem are privileged in in the sense that uh, uh, if we want to get a job uh, in East Jerusalem we can as an Armenian, and if we want to take a, a job in West Jerusalem, we can because everyone sees us as neutral, and we're not a threat to anyone's existence. We're a very non-hostile community. Even if you go to the to the universities like Bethlehem University, it's very easy to have access, or Birzeit, or the Hebrew University, or any other universities around. In uh, Kuwait or in Lebanon or in Syria, uh, if you ask an Armenian, they would say I'm a Lebanese Armenian or a Syrian Armenian. But here, because of the conflict, we don't feel comfortable like uh, saying that we're Palestinian Armenians or Israel Armenians. We're just Armenians. Uh, This is how things are. But again, since I live here now and I'm exposed to all this, I do feel that my... uh, Political, let's say, views, a little bit are shifting to the Palestinians. Because I see that uh, these people also need their independence and they need their country and they need something to look forward to. I see the occupation and I see how ugly it is like at the checkpoints. And it bothers me. And it bothers me that me as an Armenian, I could enjoy going to Jerusalem. And as a Palestinian, they have to have permit just to to go to, to their homeland, let's say, or to Jerusalem. And I feel bothered by it, actually. Yeah, I feel bothered by it. And they can't use an airport, uh, like simple things. Yeah, simple things. And now I'm bothered by it. I didn't feel the occupation very strongly since I have an Israeli ID and I had access to Jerusalem anytime I wanted. And uh, again, uh, when you live in your bubble, you forget that other communities live and they're suffering. You just focus on yourself. Just the, the idea that I started working in the school uh, a little bit started to like having, having this awareness in me. You know, okay, I could go to Jerusalem in five minutes. I just can like, uh, um, like switch on my, my car and go. And the, my, my colleagues that they are normal people just like me and all they want is like to shop or just to have a cup of coffee or just to feel a distance, like just to drive. Uh, their car and just uh, not drive uh, in the radius of 15 minutes just to drive half an hour just to drive Uh, and it's a very very hard situation but again I think the shift came when I went to the university Uh, that was like uh, something uh, that changed how I looked into um, like the people around me yeah I think that was that was the, the turning point.
0: As a minority in both Israeli and Palestinian societies, Vicky believes Armenians are regarded differently than Palestinians when it comes to the occupation.
1: Yeah, you you give your idea, and if everything is legal, which is legal, they let you pass. But uh, luckily, uh, uh, we haven't had this problem before. Like, you know, uh, they were abused or uh, they were mistreated or anything no but again because we are neutral not a lot of people know us like for for palestinians armenians are uh, are a community that they don't understand how as a palestinian uh, like when the when the genocide happens in 1915 uh, when we came to jerusalem the palestinians or any other arab countries opened their arms for us and uh, they gave us their country and they were we were very comfortable like living in syria lebanon bethlehem uh, jerusalem we were very like very open openly accepted. But also in Israel, uh, they see us as goyim, as non-Jews. So sometimes you're lost in the middle. Like whenever they want, you're a foreigner. Whenever they want, you're a Palestinian. It depends on the situation. But definitely we are foreigners for both of them. Yeah, for both of them.
0: Vicky shares about her family's dream to one day live in Armenia, their homeland. We want to go to Armenia
1: in the end and uh, like me and my husband to retire and actually the boys really want and they really encourage us so we bought this piece of land and uh, this is the goal is uh, to ultimately live there. But the financial situation is stopping us now because uh, in Armenia the financial situation is uh, not a good one. Because it's a, it's a newly developed country, uh, it had, uh, like, uh, it got independent uh, recently, it's still struggling, but that's the main goal, that's the main goal. At the end, we don't want to work there, me and my husband, like, we want to retire there, but we want at least a, a steady or a st- stable future for the kids.
0: Vicky reflects on what she hopes for her grandchildren in light of her family's experiences in Israel and Palestine.
1: To be honest, I would want them to be raised in Armenia Yeah, culturally, religiously, ethically. I don't want my grandchildren uh, uh, to have uh, the life that I had or my kids had. I want them to have at least uh, some kind of freedom and some kind of choices because here uh, you don't have a lot of choice. But I, at least I want my, my grandchildren to have choices in their lives and to enjoy the basic stuff and, and then not to spend energy on like, oh, okay, uh, if the situation is good, so I can be late at night and I won't be in trouble. Or, or, or okay, it depends on the uh, the soldier and the checkpoint if he is nice enough to not give you a hard time. Like, like basic stuff. Yeah, basic stuff. I don't want that mental prison to affect them growing up.
0: Vicky shares about how the occupation has left its mark on some of life's most precious moments.
1: Like how the occupation uh, impacted me. It's like when I had my fourth uh, son, I went to the hospital, and there were a lot of uh, shootings going on here in Bethlehem, in Betjeala, and I wanted to come home. And uh, the checkpoint was not safe, and the DCO was closed, so we had to park the car and walk all the way with my, like, three-days-old baby and come to, to the house. Yeah, and that was like, it's something I could never forget it. And I said, oh my God, like, uh, this is crazy. Uh, This is crazy. uh, uh, Am I living, uh, am I living actually this kind of an experience? And it was.
0: Despite living in the West Bank, Vicky's Jerusalemite status affords her and her family certain human rights unavailable to most Palestinians living in the West Bank, such as the right to freedom of movement. I could
1: drive uh, to Jerusalem with my car. I just go through the checkpoint they check my ID and they let me pass but uh, w- one day I took my kids with the bus and I told them uh, most of the Palestinians are like this is how they commute to Jerusalem or uh, to other places in the West Bank and I wanted to experience this and to see how it feels and and maybe you could uh, one time or like whenever there's a possibility you also take the bus and uh, and they handled it yeah and they had and why wouldn't they I you know? Yeah, if we want to be part of this community, I think we should also know
0: that these things exist. Vicky's sons identify with the Palestinian struggle for a homeland, due in part to Armenia's history and current political events in the country.
1: When I took my son from school one day, uh, and uh, and I passed through Jasser Hotel, and there were kids throwing stones, and he said, oh the people who are throwing stones are kids. And I said, yes, uh, there are kids, but I wanted him also to be aware of the situation uh, around him. And I said, but these kids want their land. And when you go to Armenia, and I'm sure if Armenia is in trouble, I want you also to be very aware that they would need your help. Recently, there was a fight uh, in Armenia, uh, in nagorno karabakh which is part of Armenia. And my boys actually wanted to go. And uh, me, as a mom, of course, like I would, I was like scared to death, and I didn't want them to go. But at the end of the day, this is how I raised them, and I'm, I was very proud that they were aware of what was going on, and they wanted to uh, to, do, uh, to volunteer or uh, to go there. But again, as a mom, uh, you are, Yani. Uh, like this thought was like very scary. But
0: I think if there was a chance, my boys would go. Vicky shares about her journey of self development as a woman and a mother in Armenian and Palestinian societies.
1: I had this shift
0: uh,
1: like four or five years ago uh, when I decided, you know, uh, like my kids are uh, like went to a great school and they are like on on the right track. And uh, thank God, like I don't have like uh, major issues uh, uh, in my life. And now I have to focus on what I want and what are my needs at this uh, point of my life. And I saw that there are things that I haven't worked or I haven't solved within myself because I was like too busy raising the kid and being a a good housewife and being a good wife uh, to my husband and to the society around you. Because uh, the society demands that you have this image and you have to fit a certain image. Until there was a point, and I said, uh, I think now it is time to... To work on myself, and I, uh, I started with yoga, I started with going to the gym, I started uh, being aware, and I started uh,
0: seeing things and sensing things with my five senses. The changes Vicky made in her life led her to join a winemaking venture in Bethlehem.
1: Now that I work uh, with the wine business and I help my friend with the wine, with the actual process and the marketing, one of our white wines uh, is called the Grapes of Wrath. And uh, there's a cool story behind it. The wines are from an area called uh, Hebron. There was this big vineyard and uh, the Israelis came and uh, with their bulldozers, like they divided the the vineyard to two parts and they uh, constructed a road. And it's funny that uh, part of the vineyard Exist, but also on uh, uh, the other side of the road, uh, you would see through the rocks, how do you say, like grapes and vines are growing. Uh, we harvest uh, the grapes uh, from that vine that were crushed uh, from both sides now. Because I'm very passionate about what I do and I love uh, how the process uh, works and I'm very involved from A, A-, A to Z in it, uh, sometimes I deliver the boxes uh, or I deliver the, the bottles uh, for clients. Yeah, and I love it.
0: As religion is a central feature among the Armenian community in the Holy Land, Vicky reflects on her own faith experience. Actually,
1: religion was an important part of my life uh, uh, because like uh, again, uh, like growing up in the Armenian school we used to go like every Sunday, it's part of uh, like the school. Education is like to go uh, like on Sundays to, uh, to church to the ceremonies and like uh, also having kids you want them also uh, To be connected to your church like to the Armenian church, uh, but again uh, uh, life has its own challenges and you challenge your Yeah, uh, you like when you start to have questions you also started to, to, to question uh, your religion your faith I have a lot of faith, but uh, but I I uh, I have a lot of faith that never changed, and never changed. Uh, I feel very spiritually uh, disconnected, it bothers me a lot, it bothers me a lot. Uh, but, uh, but again, uh, I, uh, I'm aware of it, uh, I work on it, but I'm not uh, pushing myself to come
0: back. Vicky reflects on the conflict and her family's future in Palestine.
1: I won't think that I would see the end of the occupation in my lifetime because uh, there's so much hatred going on and uh, and everyone is fighting for this piece of land. And I don't think uh, the Israelis or the Palestinians, from my uh, humble perspective, political perspective, I don't think they would... Uh, uh, they would uh, they're strong enough or uh, they're realistic enough to realize you know, uh, enough hatred or enough war or enough killing and they would want to have like a, a certain, how do you say, agenda or a certain plan to work it out. I don't think so, it's very sad. It's, it's absolutely very sad, but I, uh, like I'm 100% sure that it won't happen in my lifetime. Maybe my Palestinian friends would be upset with what I'm saying. I don't want my kids, I need to be like activists uh, to free Palestine. Because, again, as Armenians, we have our own struggles, and, uh, and I want my, my, ki- my kids to make a difference in their own struggle, in their identity. Because Armenia has been suffering all these years, and now that it has its own independence, it needs everyone's, uh, everyone's uh, back. And I actually, I want my kids to move back there, and uh, make a difference there, and start a family there. Yeah, it's very, and this is how we keep our our identity, our
0: our existence. Despite her connection to Armenia, Vicky has a positive perspective about remaining in Palestine for the time being. I was born here. So I'm used to this situation.
1: I travel a lot. Like I've been to the States, I've been to other cities in my life, and I feel that every every place has its own challenges. And uh, just running away from this challenge doesn't mean that I want to have another challenge in a different country. Maybe I'm used to it, you know? Like, I'm a, I'm a very positive person. I, I see experiences, or I enjoy my life, or I. Uh, like, I like I don't want to say enjoy my life because, uh, yani people would see it in a very simplified way. I I experience my life uh, according to the small things that I have around me. And in Bejala, I feel that I have a community that cares for me. I have my world in small scale, and you don't need the whole world for you to to live a complete life, or to have uh, inner peace, or uh, to enjoy everything. You need just a small part of that life. And I have it here. It's Again, it's very shallow of me to say this. Being content is the easiest and the hardest thing to do on earth. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to be. Content with what I have, and enjoy what I have.
0: Although the Armenian community in Jerusalem is small, the leaders continue to advocate for their rights locally and for the Armenian genocide of 1915 to be recognized internationally.
1: If you ask uh, uh, the, the, the Armenians that live in, uh, in Haifa or Nazareth or, uh, or Jaffa, they would be definitely pro-Israelis because they, they've been born, they're raised uh, and working. Here, again, in Jerusalem, we're more neutral. We're more neutral. We don't like to have sides. Like we have issues also with the Israeli government because till now they didn't even recognize uh, our genocide and they promised that they would. Uh, And uh, like my husband is uh, uh, politically very active, like there's uh, the committee that is working on it for for the Israeli parliament to to at least uh, accept it Uh, and they're still not doing that. Yes, yeah. And uh, Palestinians also have like good relationship with Turkey and they wouldn't also recognize like the genocide.
0: We asked Vicky if there are any organizations in her community that she would want others to support. I have
1: uh, this friend that uh, uh, had like this vision. She's a, vis- a very visionary person and she wanted with her other partner to uh, try to introduce uh, this uh, Different lifestyle in Palestine to Palestinian women and I think she does an amazing job like yoga and meditation and a healthy lifestyle and she does all these workshops uh, uh, how to work on yourself and I'm very proud of her she's trying to make a difference it's called beta it's beta Shams for self development
0: Vicky shares what she would like people outside of Palestine and Israel to know about Armenian women in her community
1: What I want uh, the West to understand that Armenian women living in Palestine or Israel uh, are very uh, active in our communities, like the West Bank or East Jerusalem. We're very active in our communities. Uh, We volunteer, we work. We we as mom have challenges like the rest of the world. And actually, if if you want to think about it, uh, every every woman around the world has their own challenges, uh, and their priorities are uh, like raising their kids, uh, having a family, and making the best out of uh, the situation that they have. And I think this is what we are also doing. Yeah, and we have very strong also women. Our women are very active in their jobs, and they're like you know, they're very strong, can you? Like the women in my community are stronger than the men, actually. Like, they run schools, they run uh, restaurants, uh, they run a very active uh, association, uh, they collect money, they, they make donations. Uh, they're, they're leaders, yeah. The women are more influential than the men, actually.
0: Vicky expresses her hopes for her Palestinian and Israeli friends.
1: Hmm. I mean, uh, like, I want them to, und- uh, to, to know that, like, we care what's going on around us. Like, we care that this conflict ends and everyone lives at least a normal life. Yeah, of course, I care uh, uh, about the political situation, which is also a very big part of uh, our lives here. It's like everything is around it. Like, you don't get out of the house without uh, at least uh, checking the news, if everything's okay. Uh, it's, it's a big part of our, our life here like i hope for the both of them to know that we as armenians although we are not uh, an active part in in this conflict but we we care what goes on and every killing for us is uh, is a loss of life that could have been spared yani
0: If you'd like to learn more about the vibrant community of Armenian Christians in Israel and Palestine, both those that have been in Jerusalem since the fourth century and those that came after the Armenian genocide, or if you want to learn about Beit Hashems for self-development, you can find out more through our website. Thank you for listening to Vicky's Story. If you'd like to learn more about the issues raised in this episode, hear more stories, or connect with us, you can do so through our website at womenbehindthewall.com. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes, share this episode, or drop us a note. Until next time!